Hey all, my name's Victoria and you're listening to NYCT. NYCT is a podcast and community where everyone has a seat at the table. Whether you're moving to New York City, you live in New York City, or maybe you've only seen the city in the movies, your ticket to this tea party is just being you. If you are a returning listener, thank you guys so, so much for being here. Hey, mom and dad. Hey, friends and fam. If you are new, though, my name is Victoria. I'm a 28-year-old New York City transplant originally from North Carolina who moved to the city six years ago with zero money, not much of a plan, and very few connections. I'm a model represented by Ford Models, but most importantly, I am a model on a mission to create the podcast I've always needed. NYCT is my love letter to my 20s in New York City and to the people who give New York City its pulse. Pinkies up. Let's party. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. In today's episode, I sat down with Rebecca J. Michelson. Rebecca is a theater photographer and videographer based in New York City, specializing in events and concerts in the Broadway and off-Broadway space. She was recognized as one of Broadway Women's Fund's Women to Watch on Broadway in 2022, and she deserves all the recognition for the career she's built for herself as well as for just being who she is. Rebecca and I have known each other for several years now. We met actually casting reality television back in 2018, and I feel so fortunate to have her on the podcast to share everything she's been up to since. Thank you so much for being here today, Rebecca. I have been looking forward to this all week. I literally could not wait. I am so thrilled and grateful to have you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. I'm always honored when people ask me to be on podcasts. I'm like, who, me? <laughs> like, really? Um, so I am very honored to be here. I think this is a really cool um, thing that you started, and I can't wait to hear about everyone else that you interview. But um, so I am a theater photographer, videographer, so I work uh, predominantly like 98% in the Broadway and off-Broadway space or anything to do with like performing arts um i usually call myself like a live performance photographer uh because i most enjoy doing anything stage related um so i do a lot of like galas and opening nights uh red carpets and like vip events and all sorts of things directly related to theater and specifically on stages um and i really really love it and i feel very lucky to be here um i'm actually coming up on my 10-year anniversary living in new york so i think i'm like almost an official new yorker <laughs> which is crazy um so in march i moved to new york in march of 2014 um like three months after i graduated from college so I've been here for almost 10 years and I love it. I can't really go anywhere else now because I'm kind of stuck in, in, in the theater, <laughs> the theater world. And obviously New York is the hub for theater. So this is where I am <laughs> and where I'll stay. Oh my gosh, girl, congrats on 10 years. I didn't realize you had been here that long and just surviving New York City after moving here for the first time, surviving one year is such a sleigh and so I think that's great and you should be celebrating your resilience and grit and how far you've come in the city and also don't forget that yes New York has blessed your life but you have been such a blessing to the city and to the theater community and to the theater hub as you called it um and I just think that sometimes we forget that places need us and people need us just as much as we need them and I hope you feel that and recognize that in your journey and it's crazy to me because we met five years ago working in television working casting reality tv and now that you say that you've been here for 10 years it's insane to me that I met you halfway through your New York City journey so far and one year into mine. And I've always known that you loved Broadway, you loved theater, you're an advocate 
of the arts, but were you always interested in being a photographer and videographer for theater? Well, I actually wanted to move to LA when I graduated from college because I really wanted to work in TV, um, like from like late high school, probably. I just was obsessed with like celebrities and Hollywood and I wanted to work in television because I love television and um I interned in LA twice and was like I'm going to move here and then I graduated from college and I didn't have a job and my parents said absolutely not are you moving across the country without a job and so I was like okay well I'll move to New York for one year and (laughs) then I'm moving to LA and then I moved to New York and I loved it um and obviously I uh, yeah, but in college, I didn't know I didn't know what I wanted to do in television, but I knew that I wanted to work in television in some capacity. And in college, I was studying communication studies, and I discovered like I think my sophomore year that that I could do like video production, and so I started doing a video production minor, um, and I I was basically studying video and you know how to make it. Um, which I didn't necessarily want to be like a camera op in TV, but it just helped me like realize that there was other kind of paths that I could take. Um, But then when I graduated and I moved to New York and my first job, I got working at the Food Network. um, Well, at a production company that did Food Network shows. Um, And so that was my kind of transition into TV. And then, as you know, then I got out of that and I went into casting, reality uh, TV casting, Uh, and which everyone finds so fascinating whenever I bring that up, that it's my past life. It's all that anyone wants to talk about. (laughs) I'm sure that you get that too. Uh, I'm like, yes, I have many stories. I don't know if you want to hear them. Um, But... (laughs) So I got into casting because I um, found that working in TV, like on set was really very like taxing on your body. And I have like a lot of chronic pain. So that just was not my path. Um, Casting, I was able to be behind a computer at a desk, um, but also discovered that that was not my passion. Um, And I eventually was like, you know, I want to start my own video business. And the number one reason why I chose video, obviously, you know, I studied it. I've been passionate about doing video since I was like 15 or 16 um, and video editing. But I, I don't know why, but I realized that there weren't like a lot of women that were doing video production in New York. And I was like, oh, I could be that, like I could fill that gap. And I'm sure there's tons of women that do video production just in my circle, I didn't really know anyone. And since I have that background, I was like, oh, I can just do video and then I can do my own stuff and I don't have to be stuck behind a computer and I don't have to be working for someone else and I can make my own schedule. And so I started building my portfolio and in order to build my portfolio, I needed people to sit in front of my camera. And I knew a couple performers like by happenstance. And so I asked long story short, asked them to, if they would want to sit in front of the camera and like sing a song or something. And just so I could practice my video skills. And um, it kind of spiraled, like snowballed from one person to another. This was uh, 2018 when I was building my portfolio. And in November, 2018, I left casting to start my own business um, doing video, which kind of snowballed into photo which i am completely self-taught in um and now i'm almost coming up on my five-year anniversary of doing this which is crazy um and i officially went full-time with it like spring summer 2021 coming out of the pandemic the pandemic was really hard obviously no live anything to capture um but since uh like summer 2021 i've been completely um full-time and like self-employed so 
pretty cool. That was a really long explanation. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, the explanation was perfect. And thank you so much for sharing that. I love that you walked me through because through that again because I have such vivid memories of us standing in the bullpen at work talking about what we wanted to do with our lives and the inner turmoil we were feeling because we felt like we weren't doing what we were meant to be doing and we wanted more and you were trying to get into photography and I was trying to get into modeling and I remember on like a random Saturday we made a plan for you to come over to my fight rooftop and we took headshots and photos and those are some of the first pictures I have of myself where like I saw them and I was like wait I'm a model okay <laughs> um and even to this day my godmother still has one of them hanging in her living room I think that was like summer of 2018 maybe and like you knew you wanted to do photography I knew I wanted to model but we were just kind of guiding each other in a way and helping each other get to that next level and I just love how full circle that is because it's a great reminder and message that what you're doing now doesn't mean it's forever like if you're feeling stuck right now it doesn't mean you have to feel stuck or you will feel stuck forever and there are obviously a lot of risks and consequences that come with chasing your dreams but it's possible and it's not easy but I think it's awesome how you were like you know what I'm gonna do this thing You wanted a new career. You wanted to transform your life. And I think that's so courageous. And I also think it's so cool how you were in college and you had no idea that your minor would eventually assist you years down the road, even with the casting career in between. And it shows that every moment really does lead us up to the next. And honestly, that gives me so much comfort. Yeah, it's like I... I always tell people when I'm like all my friends that are in theater or work in the industry, whether in the, uh, you know, the acting side or the other side of it, marketing or producing or whatever. um, It's very difficult, obviously, to like work in the arts um, for many different reasons. And I feel like a lot of people, especially like the actors that I work with or I'm, I'm friends with are always feeling like stuck where they are um especially I can't imagine being an actor because it's just like so you know you submit yourself for so many things and you get so many rejections like it's really hard on your mental health I would think and I always am telling people you know you have to create your own opportunities because people aren't going to do it for you you know and so like if there's something you want to do like make a short film like do make that opportunity for yourself to do that role that you want to do or to do that job that you want to do. You know, like if you're doing a full-time job, you work in at an ad agency, it doesn't mean on the side that you can't also pick up a camera and like learn how to take photos or, you know, learn graphic design and, you know, always be like working on yourself. And I think obviously that's for any industry because I think we get like especially in a nine to five, which I've never really had, but (laughs) you get like, you know, bottlenecked in that job that you're doing. And I think that it's like, it's, there's always other opportunities outside of whatever you're doing um, to either make a career for yourself as a self-employed person, or even just as like a side hustle. Um, I don't know. Adulting is really hard. (laughs) Like it's, it's really tough. So it's nice to have like, people like a community and like people like you that I we definitely met now that you said that we met in that in those couple of months where I was like trying to build my portfolio to start my own business to not have to rely on like casting projects to get me through um we definitely met in that window of time. So this is very like full circle here. You know, we love a full circle moment. I'm probably going to use that term on every episode and I have no shame, but it's crazy that it's been five years and time flies. And I love that we're having this conversation because I think a lot of people will be able to relate to it. And it honestly makes me feel so comforted and seen and more understood because I think it's so easy 
when you're not happy in your job or in your life to kind of play the victim in a way. And obviously some people have it really hard and everyone is dealt different cards and everyone is going through different things, but there's never been a time since transitioning into a freelance lifestyle that you or me has like had downtime to feel bad for ourselves, to twiddle our thumbs, to feel sorry and shitty about ourselves, even though you want to, like sometimes you just want to crawl back into bed and be like, I can't do this. I can't do it. But you don't really have a choice. And I actually love that I've always been able to tackle those obstacles for the most part. And maybe I haven't tackled them as gracefully as I would have liked to, but I've figured it out. And I've always admired that about you as well. And I love that you can look at your life or look at a situation in your life and say, you know what? That's not really serving me. So what's next? I need to pay my rent, so let's figure this out. Let's show up and shake hands and send messages and practice and get better at our skills and use our gifts that we feel like we should be using because we want to live a certain way and we want to have a certain life and we want to feel inspired and purposeful and connected. And I think like either people have that or they don't. And you can try to give advice all day and you can, but I think you have to figure out if you're a person who cares and who wants that or if you're not. And I think it's fine either way. Maybe you want to be a freelancer. Maybe you want to start your own business. Maybe you want to be a truck driver. Maybe you want to be a CEO. Maybe you want to go to college. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't have the opportunity to go to college. Like we really are all dealt different cards and I'm grateful to be able to walk alongside of so many different people who are different than me in different ways and I think like these conversations though show that maybe sometimes we do have more of a choice than we think or maybe there are tiny changes we can make in order to transforms transform our lives eventually like maybe it's not going to happen overnight but when you look at your life and you look at your day like what are those things that just aren't doing it for you where do you feel resistance or where do you feel misaligned and like are there changes you can make and I know for me when I was transitioning into a freelance lifestyle and was really struggling in that for the first time I was so jealous at times of people who had a paycheck waiting for them or who had a nine-to-five or who had health insurance or time off or could travel and whatnot and I still feel that sometimes but I was like girl you chose this so you're gonna fight for it like I'm gonna make you fight for it and so I'm just curious what advice you have for freelancers or people transitioning into a freelance lifestyle yeah, I mean, it's there's I love my job so much and I feel very lucky that I get to work, you know, in something that I'm very passionate about as well. And like, I think, you know, I, I always am saying theater is not you don't you don't work in theater to like make a lot of money. You have to really be passionate about theater and and the work itself to be happy working in theater, okay? And I love theater and it's my whole personality at this point. And I think everyone knows that. And when I'm not, it's a problem actually. Like I have a really hard time separating, like having a work-life balance because when I'm not working and I work mostly in the evenings because I do events. And so when I'm not working, I have the night off, I'm seeing a show. And so it's like everything kind of blurs together. So but it, but I'm lucky that I love what I do, right? And I am always saying, I have a friend who is like a lifestyle photographer and she's trying to, you know, build up her business. Um, she quit her nine to five to build up her lifestyle business and she's killing it. But it's like really hard. It's very challenging to go from like a full-time job to like not knowing where your next paycheck is going to be. So that's like the hardest thing about being a freelance photographer specifically is that in a, especially in events is that 
I don't have retainer clients. So I'm like constantly, every day is a new day. Every month is a new month. Like I don't, on no, in November, I have like one thing on my calendar. So I really have to have like a lot of faith in myself and a lot of like positive thinking, which is hard for me that I will get enough work in the month coming up. Right. And so there's so many pros and cons to it. Um, but ultimately the pros outweigh the cons. I, I love working for myself. I love, you know, getting to pick the jobs I'm passionate about, getting to say no to things I don't want to do. I completely understand if I was working in like corporate events that I would be making triple or quadruple what I make in theater, but I wouldn't be happy. So I think that I'm very lucky to be able to say no to things because I'm so busy now. Um, but it's, it is, it, from an outside perspective, it looks like I am very booked and blessed, which like I am, but the challenging thing is that it's still every month. It's like, how, how am I going to pay my rent next month? How do I pay my bills? Like what, where is my emergency fund coming from? Um, you know, imposter syndrome is a really big challenge when you work for yourself, which I'm sure that you experience as well. I think every normal person experiences imposter syndrome, um, no matter how booked you are. Um, Social media is really hard with imposter syndrome. When I go on social media and I see someone got a job that I wanted, or why didn't they hire me for that? Where am I not good enough? Did they not like my photos? Did they not like me last time we worked together? So there's a lot of, a lot of challenges working for yourself. But I think that especially what I do, the like, positive parts of it like much outweigh the challenges um but i but i also am very very transparent about it because i don't want anyone to get the idea that i am like not worried about those things because i'm also (laughs) i know we're very similar mindsets and like just want to be like working all the time and I, it's, it's really hard when you work for yourself. It's like, nothing's ever enough, right? Like you could have the best month of your business. And then you're like, but next month I could do better. I could make more money. I could work more. I could do more. And then like last week I was drowning in work because I took so many gigs and I'm still trying to catch up. So it's like very, very challenging. And then some, some weeks I'm sitting around like twiddling my thumbs because there's no work to be had. So, um, but overall, very, very grateful to be doing what I'm doing because I feel like I, it took me a while to get here, but I'm finally at a place where I feel like very happy to work every day and like get my work done, you know, and I'm not, it's not a burden. Um, and I think that's really, that's really important. And I, I think that everyone can like, Again, adulting is really hard because we need a job to make money. I think making the jump from a full-time job to freelancing is like very scary for a lot of people. But my same friend I was talking about before, she said to me the other day, she was like, you know, even though I'm struggling every month to like figure out how I'm going to make enough money to pay my rent next month, it's still to me more rewarding than my nine to five because I can always constantly make more money like there's no limit to what you can do as a freelancer if that makes sense so I'm very happy to be here (laughs) I'm happy to be here with you too and talking about this and thank you so much for your transparency around all of that because I know even for me personally modeling is very up and down and I judge myself a lot and struggle a lot because I can't control what clients are booking me or why they're not booking me or what their budget is, things like that. And I say so often, I'm a full-time model, but I'm not a full-time model. I get paid to model and I model, but I'm not on set every day, but I can't control much of that. What I can control is being a full-time human and I can control this podcast and this platform and sharing people's stories and mine and Hoping people listen and show up for interviews and take something away from it. 
But a huge, you know, growth moment I had recently that I feel proud of was, you know, taking the validation out of getting booked for modeling or looking at someone else's life and them getting booked and feeling like I'm not good enough. Instead, I'm like, okay, I have other things I'm working on and we are complex and modeling is a part of me, but it's not all of me. And we as humans have so much to offer and we can control how we show up or how present we are. And I think for a while there, I thought people would think I was a failure because I wasn't modeling every day or modeling enough to fully pay my bills, but I'm working on myself every day. And I believe that that is enough and none of us are failures. And I believe I can control who I'm being and what I'm saying and what I'm doing with my free time. And I can make something else out of that. Free time isn't failure. Having downtime isn't failing. But what can you do with that time instead of waiting around for someone to notice you or validate you or want you? Who are you being in that time? What can you con- what can you create out of that time? And that's something that I'm continuing to work on every day as well. Yeah, I no, I that's a really good way to look at it because I um I have been like thinking I I've my imposter syndrome's gotten much better with like the more busy that I've gotten, which is again not great. I'm in therapy, it's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. But like my anxiety and like imposter syndrome goes way down when I'm when I'm busy because I I thrive on being busy and like I'm very proud of myself for how I grow my business but I think like because of my mindset of like I can always do more I can always make more I can always be busier doing something that it I'm I'm never satisfied and I think that's like a, a really big challenge of being a freelancer is like you're so right like to be a freelancer you have to have a certain mindset of like and I think a lot of freelancers that I know are just people that are like hungry for more and the way that you grow your business is by like you know doing more and so I find that you know if I have that like little imposter syndrome kind of creep into my brain it's sometimes it's on I'll be like oh like interesting that I wasn't asked to do that job and then I'll be like wait I had like five other requests for that night so I couldn't even do it anyway but like it's still like bothers me sometimes because I just it and not in like a conceited way of like I'm the best photographer in the world it's in like a way that I'm really super super hard on myself all the time and it makes me feel that I'm like not good enough you know when I don't get asked to do things, which is so silly because I often do have like four or five requests on the same day and I have to choose what to do. So it's like, I've been trying to get better at my imposter syndrome by telling myself that I deserve rest and I can take a night off and it, I don't have to be working every single night. So I should not be upset if I didn't get a job that I wanted to get because it wasn't meant for me that's what I keep trying to tell myself (laughs) but that's definitely the biggest challenge to me is like balancing everything and and knowing that it's okay to like not be working every day you know especially like I have injuries and all sorts of things it's like I need to rest but it's really hard for me to give myself that grace because I just it's just the way my brain is wired you know I want to be doing everything at all times and like I'm so I love what I do so much I like I don't want to say no to things that are exciting and you feel so lucky to love what you do when your alarm goes off and you wake up and you're like wow ready to take on the day because I love my life and I love what I do and I felt that honestly so much more recently doing this because I feel like my soul is aligned and I'm like, is that what we're all just chasing here? Is that what we're all just trying to figure out? Maybe it's not, oh, I need to reach this goal and that goal. Maybe it's, oh, this is when I feel most true to myself. And 
obviously it feels different when I, my alarm goes off and I'm waking up to go to my part-time jobs, but I've definitely made a transition in my thoughts around that where I feel grateful to go to these part-time jobs now and make connections at those jobs. And those jobs are funding and fueling my dreams. And oftentimes those jobs are my times to be social and embrace new friendships as well. And I think you can find a lot of joy in making the most out of things. But I do feel different when I wake up knowing I have a podcast interview or editing to do or I'm going to set or I'm being creative. But I think just reaching for all of those things that make me feel excited and joyful and make getting up easier is key. And in terms of imposter syndrome, you know, everyone feels that way. And I love that you're being open about that because everyone feels it. I know I felt it today, yesterday, and I'll probably feel it at some point tomorrow. But I think just being aware of it and challenging it is important. And it transfers to anything in life, not just our careers, even friendships and community and making friends. And, you know, I've had a really hard time over the last two-ish years or so with balancing friendships and working and you know people ask you to hang out all the time but when you always say no sorry I'm working people stop asking and you kind of drift and you feel hurt and you feel left out or dynamics change or you just feel bummed but that's why I had to make an effort to appreciate the moments at work when I felt I was missing out on things with my other community I guess But instead, looking at this as a new opportunity to build and be a part of a community at work and meet new people. And so that's really changed the way I look at things and the way I feel about going to work and missing out. Like I just kind of take it as a positive thing now when I can. And it's really helped make me feel so much better. Like it's hard. It's hard when we work at night like and doing and when you're a freelancer, it's like you're, it, it's almost, I, I feel like I work so much more than someone with a nine to five. Cause I'm, I work seven days a week, you know, but then if I want to take a day off, I can, which is great. Cause I work for myself. But when you work in the industry that is like, when you, you know, are modeling, you can't control like when the company wants to do their shoot. So you can't be like, Oh, I'm going on vacation. Can we do it the next, the next week? Like, no, sorry, you lost the job. When I do events, it's like, I can't control when someone has an event. So if I decide to go away, which I have been traveling a lot because life is short and I want to enjoy myself. And if I decide to go away, then like, I'm, I know that I'm missing out on all that work, which was like very hard. Um, But as far as like friendships and communities, like, again, I I struggle a lot with work-life balance, but I'm lucky I have surrounded myself with a lot of people that work in the industry so they understand and also people that don't work in the industry and have completely opposite schedules than me but my friends are like very the people that I choose to hang out with are very like understanding that if I say yes I can do something and then a good opportunity comes up for work that I will maybe change the time or have to reschedule or oh no I can't see that show with you and they'll just find someone else and I I always feel really, really, really guilty about it, but I know that I have friends that are understanding, um, but it is very hard for me to like plan to take a night off um, and, you know, buy a ticket to, to something or like a concert, let's say. I'm like, I'm going to an event tonight with a couple of my friends and I got asked to work twice and I had to say no because I bought a ticket to like spend the night with my friends, you know? And sometimes I have to do that and it's very difficult (laughs) it's really hard but I think like most of my friends work in the industry or like in similar industries where it's they have schedules that are often like that or you know demanding and so they understand um which is great but very hard on me another challenge of being a freelancer (laughs) Oh, thank you for sharing that. I, again, everything you're sharing, I'm saying thank you because I identify with it so much. And I think there's a great lesson in that specifically. Like if your friends don't support you and don't think what you're doing rocks and aren't rooting for you, you just need new friends. That's that. And I'm glad we've both found friends who support us. And I really 
want that for everyone. Like, I think that's my greatest wish of all time is that people have community that they feel supported by. And I know it's so challenging to find that and to find people who are your people, but everyone deserves that. Oh, I could talk about this forever, but I do think that was a great point to talk about for other freelancers to hear who are maybe struggling with that and who are trying to find that balance. So thanks for talking through that with me. And something else I really wanted to touch on in terms of booking gigs that we've talked about before is your transition from building your portfolio and being new to being experienced, booked, and blessed. How do you navigate knowing your worth, setting boundaries, and people asking you to work for free? Um, This is my favorite topic. <laughs> I am very passionate about people getting paid for their work, and I don't think that anyone should be working for free. Um, but I also understand that there are certain opportunities that are worth working for less money (laughs) but I think that everyone should be getting paid for their if you're doing your skill or your job for someone you should be getting paid for it including if it's for like a nonprofit. you know like you shouldn't be doing your job for a nonprofit. you can do a different job for a nonprofit if you want to volunteer um but I talk to a lot of like high school and college students or like recent grads that want to be theater photographers specifically it's like a very sought after job which is so wild to me because like I was like in high school and college I mean I loved theater I've been going to see Broadway since I was seven years old Uh, my family loves theater like but I never was like I want to be a theater photographer and of course when I was younger you know I was always looking I would see things on playbill and like but I didn't even know that that was like a job and now there's so many people that reach out to me and they're like I want to be a theater photographer and it's just like mind-boggling that I am like here doing this and people are like I want to do that like you're doing it it's just it's so wild to me um but my piece my like biggest piece of advice for people that are just starting out is always like um you know building your portfolio is really important because you can learn a you know what it takes to do the type of work that you want to do and b what type of work that you don't want to do right so when you're building your portfolio you have to do work for little to no money because you don't have experience and you get experience by offering up your skills um but i always tell people it's really important to set boundaries right from the beginning because you know, when I first started out, I was building my portfolio. And when I was ready to start charging, I didn't know what to charge. And so I was really very, very undervaluing my skill set. but I was like doing a great job. And, and so people, you know, you never want to be looked at as like the cheap person, the cheap photographer, the cheap, whatever. So when I, when I come, when I talk to people about this, I'm always saying it's really important to set boundaries, right? from the beginning. So my like biggest piece of advice, which like, and I wish I had someone that I could have talked to when I was starting my business. Cause I feel like, and honestly, the pandemic really, really helped me. Cause it cut me like, it's just like the silver lining of the pandemic is that it cut me did like stopped me dead in my tracks of like everything I was doing. And then when I came out of the pandemic, I realized like, Oh, if I am going to do this full time now that I don't have any other source of income, like I need to charge what I'm worth and I need to charge money. And so like, I learned a lot about what I was worth coming out of the pandemic. Um, but anyway, my biggest piece of advice is like setting boundaries. Right. And so like, if you're building your portfolio, I'm like, you need to tell yourself, I'm going to do five, five shoots. I'm going to offer five shoots for free to build my portfolio. And I want to, I really want to focus on like this type of photography and, uh, this type of photography. And so you're going to reach out to people and offer your skill, but you're going to give them boundaries so that you say like, Hey, can I come into your rehearsal room? Uh, Maybe at your regional theater, they're doing a production of Oliver. Right. And you say, Hey, can I come into the rehearsal room for one hour to like practice my, my photography? I'll be a fly on the wall. I won't bother anyone. And then I'll give you like 20 photos and you can use them all over your social media. As long as you give me credit. Um, I just really want the experience. 
So that way you're setting the boundary of like, you're giving them a time limit, you're giving them a, a number of photos you're going to take and then exactly like what you want them to do with them. Um, and I used to say like, hey, let's go out and do this shoot. We'll spend an hour. I'll take a bunch of photos. I'll give you however many of them. And I want you to post three of them so that I get exposure, right? But after those five shoots, then you never do that again. <laughs> so you do five shoots and then you, then you, then you realize like, oh, I'm good at this. I have this great skill set, and I'm going to start charging. And then you start charging what you think you're worth. And then over time, what happened to me was that I started getting so busy that I realized like, oh, I can charge more money because I don't have time. So I will charge this rate for this type of shoot. And if they can't afford it, then I can't do it because I need to take care of myself. Um, and so I have to be careful to not overbook myself. Um, and so now I'm at a place where I get an inquiry and if it's not in line with what I do, like I get a lot of inquiries for some reason for like family portraits and stuff, which is not anywhere in my portfolio or my website. Um, I immediately say no. And even in times of like in slow months, which are usually like January, August, like things when there's not a lot of theater happening, I'm tempted to say yes to things that are outside of my wheelhouse for income. But I usually set boundaries for myself, knowing that either that will be time for me to rest and recover or something else will come up that's meant to be. So I've gotten really much better. It's still a struggle, but much better at like setting those boundaries for myself to know that I am taking care of myself and I'm also making what I'm worth. And my, my, uh, my outlook on like collaborations versus paid work is that I, I tell everyone this, I'm like, never ask a photographer to do anything for free. It's sort of offensive. If someone asks you to do your job for free, it's offensive. Um, but I am not opposed to doing things for fun that will advance my skill set. But I have to be the one to decide that it is the time and the place to do it. So like I I really don't do it that much because I don't have any time. But like if I want to work on my studio lighting, which I do not prosper in studio lighting, I will reach out to a friend and be like, hey, let's go play in the studio for an hour. Well, I learned on the other, because it's the same, like as you as a model, it's the same as me working with an actor who in it, I learned not the hard way, but like I learned that me asking someone to help me build my portfolio or like do a shoot with me for fun because I want to like work on a skill that I can't work on when I'm being paid for something like I'm still asking you to do physical labor. So like if I come to you and say, Hey, I want to work on this, this skill. Can you just like stand in front of my camera for an hour? Like that's at me asking you to do your job for free. But I think that there's, there's a way to do it where it's mutually, it's mutually helpful to both people. Cause I have gotten myself in situations where I've ended up doing, ended up doing shoots for people for like, you know, a nonprofit or something where it's like for free um, because it's for a good cause, but it's not necessarily benefiting me at all. But if to me, if there's like, if there's a really good talent that I really want to work with, or I want to put them in my portfolio, it's mutually beneficial for me. So for me to reach out to you and ask you to do labor for free, like I have to make sure that you are okay like that you also want the photos and so like it has to be you know me saying like well what do you want it what do you like I don't care what we shoot like what do you want photos with your dog you want photos in your house you want photos at the pier like great whatever you want that will make you that will give you something also to use for your portfolio right this is like seriously some of the best and most valuable advice I've ever received in my career in my life Definitely the best advice of the year. 
I could probably buy a house with all of the underpaid and free work I have done since I started modeling. And, you know, part of me is like, okay, I was young. I didn't know I was signing contracts before I was signed. And I didn't really know what I was signing over. And I was signing over my image for way less money than I should have been. And yes, you're naive. I just wanted to be like a model so freaking bad. And I didn't know any better. But I guess like jokes on me and... I just accept that like, okay, I was young and never again. And, you know, like they always say like, I'm sorry, but my landlord does not accept exposure as a form of payment. And you're right. Like there is no one who would go to their nine to five to their day job, clock in at their job and be like, actually, you know what? Don't worry about it. You don't have to pay me today. I'm going to work for free today. Like you take it out of my salary. No one's saying that. And even recently I got a message from a brand I've collaborated with several times through gifting. And they asked me if they could send me some of their new arrivals and if I could post. And I said, I love working with you guys. Happy to work with you again, but I need to get paid because I've worked for you for free. And they said they had run out of their creator budget for the year, but they would give me the items as a form of payment. And I was so offended because they outed themselves by saying that they were out of their creator budget for the year but they've never asked me to do any type of paid work and I was like oh my gosh they think I work for free and that's not okay and they're paying other creators to post the same type of content and probably a lot of money and I was just so grossed out I was like "Ooh, I'm so mad at myself and now I know I need to set better boundaries and know my worth and I'm grateful that we can just be on this journey together and I feel like I've learned so much from you and watching this career of yours unfold and I'm really grateful for your advice and I hope other listeners or listeners, I mean I'm listening to you as well, but I hope listeners like really take something away from this and I think it's so valuable for freelancers, especially freelance artists in New York City. And so again, thank you so much for being on today. And I guess just to close it out, what are some goals you have in your career over the next few months? What are some things you're working on? How can we support you, et cetera? You know, I think I need to get better at like keeping a list of goals. Like I think I started one at the beginning of the year and then I kind of just haven't looked at it again. Um, But, you know, as I am like advancing in my career, there's always like new things that I want to try or things that I want to do more of or you know opportunities that come up that have never existed before that now I'm realizing is something I can I can do um so you know I I would love to get into more rehearsal rooms and I love being like a fly on the wall and I I love being a part of which I just really started this year but being a part of a show from like the ground up and being able to document it from like everything from the rehearsal room up until you know they get to Broadway or whatever so I really want to do more of that um and um I would love to go on tour with (laughs) like a musician I just think I've wanted to do that for like 10 years now um, like before I even was even really a photographer or a videographer, but I just think it'd be really cool. And now that I have all this experience, like doing stage stuff, but in a different capacity, I think it'd be really cool to get in, in the, into the music space a little bit, but I don't think I would want to go on tour like full time because it, I wouldn't want to live out of the suitcase. But I think for like, you know, a little winter tour moment would be fun. Um, and just be able to do work with the same person like night after night and be able to try new things. And like you get, once you've shot the show one time, you, you know what you want to capture the next day. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think I'm always like learning and growing and I, there's a million and one things even within theater that I would love to do. And I hopefully will get to do, um, and I'm very like grateful for everyone that I work with that is, or everyone that I work with that gives me opportunities. And then everyone also that is doing what I'm doing, but in different capacities, cause then I can learn and grow, learn from them and grow with them. And I think it's cool. Um, 
that we work in such like a little tiny little bubble. So in that in that vein, I don't really offer like a lot of I don't really do a lot of like portrait photography anymore or events like I don't really do any type of events that like people people can book me for um, outside of theater. So it's really just I'm like almost purely working in theater now, which is cool. So I mean, like if anyone's listening and they have like a new musical that they're working on and they want a photographer videographer to document the process, like that is what I'm here for. Um, I got to do my first like work on my first Broadway show from like the ground up this year. I went to LA to film with them and we did like a whole shoot with the cast here. And it's just like, that's really cool to me to be able to do that and like get to know the people that work on the show. So like, if you're listening and you need, need a photographer for your show, hire me. <laughs> yes, and people should hire you. You are so great to work with. You're so talented and so humble. Like I've never heard you talk about yourself until I made you come on this podcast and give me a free hour of your time. Feel free. Um, And I really just love that you opened up about so much. And not only do I feel so inspired after speaking with you, and I feel so inspired and empowered by all of my guests and the conversations we're having, but I also just feel educated, more educated. And I feel that these conversations are helping me become a better person and are making me think more and learn more about myself. And I'm just grateful that you came on today again, and I hope you have a great week. Thank you for having me. This was fun. And, um, I definitely need to get better at talking about myself. So this was very helpful for me. <laughs> Next stop, Penn Station. <laughs> Welcome to New York. Welcome to New York.